0: Well, hello there, and welcome to Further Every Day, the podcast where we explore current events and issues through the lens of the Christian worldview. But as you know, many lenses have a prismatic effect. Each one of us today will be sitting in a chair, and from that chair, we will be dealing with the issue at hand from that slice of the Christian apologetic. To my right this morning, we have Mr. Charlie. How are you, sir? I am doing great. Good to be here today.
1: Happy Sunday and happy Sunday Eve for Christmas. Yes, sir.
0: Likewise, likewise. Thank you. So, which chair are you sitting in today, sir? We're going to do culture today. Very good. Dealing with the culture that has been created and the counterculture that the Christian must bring to bear against the culture that the enemy has prepared for us. Thank you so much, sir. And to his right, today we have a special guest, Mr. Deacon. How are you today? Good morning. Very good. And thank you, John Arthur. Jesus' um, greetings to all. Life. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. So uh, real quick, uh, Mr. Deacon has his own show. Where can people find you?
2: Uh, folks can uh, tune in on Thursday mornings, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the Patriots Soapbox Patriots in the plural patriotssoapbox.com that's the two hour stream entitled. But I digress exclamation point. So don't love
0: it. so don't, uh, <laughs> don't don't let me let you out of here without repeating that. But you guys can find him there today. He's going to be sitting in the chair of politics. Are you not, sir?
2: As as excellent excellent indeed, yes. Thank
0: Glad you. to have you there. Dealing with the political nature of our beliefs. Uh, not only did God not create stupid rules, but He also. <laughs> He also ordained our governance structure. God ordained Mm. language. God ordained government. God ordained the family. A lot of different things. The government is meant to protect the other establishments that God has ordained. So we'll be talking about uh, how the government in some ways has failed, in some ways has uh, kept up today. Mm. And uh, yours truly, John Arthur, will be sitting in the chair of philosophy and warming the chair of economics, both of them kind of be hanging out here while we're waiting for our remaining two. I know, I think Miss Nikki, if she's jumping in today, is going to want to be in the chair of theology. She'll do well there. So with that said. She's down for theology. Let's dive in. If you read the title for this podcast, you know that we are talking about our economic inflation. Uh, There is an interesting story here in an interview with uh, uh, Philip Patrick. Link in the description down below. You can find this at the Gateway Pundit. Uh, Precious metal metal specialist, Philip Patrick, uh, in an interview inferred, or he said, looking at the results, a dollar in January 2000 is worth about 60 cents today, which means in the past 21 years, inflation has eroded 40% of the buying power of the dollar. It's absurd, Patrick says. Uh, By the way, 40% since January 2000, 10% of that loss has happened in the last 12 months. And people are feeling it. This is during a certain uh, former vice president's uh, tenure, so let's let's just break that down really really quickly. If, if for for those of you who are not familiar, we we said this in the in the is uh, is welfare immoral podcast. But let me re- reiterate this: we're working on a fiat based currency, and IOU is just a. Just that, an IOU. It's IOU. And if you look at the Federal Reserve note, it is payable for a certain monetary amount of gold. At least it's what it used to be. It'll be unhooked. It. And, and that's a whole rabbit trail we can't go down today. But when they print more money, they've stolen money out of your pocket. Um, with $4.5 trillion in aid spent, I want Mr. Charlie to get to the, the crux of how much has actually been put out in, in uh, checks to people. So in terms of
1: what's going on here, you you said 60 or 40 cents, 40%, if you will. That's just since 2000. And every time that money is printed, you're losing more and more of that. If you're talking about 10 cents just under Biden, that's in a year. So literally, if you put a buck in the bank back in 2000 and you went to get that out and use it today you effectively get to use about 60 cents that's what inflation does to you and you know from a cultural perspective it's really interesting about this question i mean we as a nation can do something about that and what we can do is we can make sure that we hold our our voted representatives accountable for what's going on what is going on right now is this is pomeroy opinion here too by the way it is totally purposed and i can't say that it's all 100 biden but i will tell you this it's his his administration that's doing it and the only way that you're going to reverse this course is by holding your leaders accountable and that means voting them out and one last thing on this point I'm not saying that only Democrats are responsible for this. They are not. This is an issue of politicians being in in a voted place and them not really caring so much about you and I when they get there. That's why the quality of individual that we vote for is super, super important. Some of the things that we've seen over the last several years Really show how a difference can be made and I hope
0: people will take that to heart So thank you very much sir moving on to the chair of politics real quick the government's ordained institution is to protect its people Part of that is a physical sense There's a there's a very physical sense to that But there's also an economic sense too because if you're if you can't eat what happens to your your mortal body? Yeah so from the perspective of where the government, what is the government's role and how is it stepped outside of its boundary by printing all of this money?
2: Well, John Arthur, uh, long story short is this constitution, this limited government constitutional republic under the God of the Bible and the, Ma- the Matthew seven twelve ethic of do unto others as you wish done unto you. Where the people are sovereign, and that's what is the case in our constitutional American Republic, the people must treat one another with civility and respect in order to accomplish uh, their governance. And where does that authority come from? It comes directly from God's word in the Bible. It comes directly from our creator. In fact, in Galatians chapter five, verse one, we read, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. So in fact, we've got five branches of government. We've got the high king, the sovereign, the creator of all. He is the sovereign. Mm. And because we are made in his image, as we learn in Genesis chapter one, right from the get go, he established natural order under natural law of nature's God. And it's that authority that we take directly from him into our governance. And so we've decided in this constitutional republic without an intervening monarch in in the flesh here on the surface of the earth to take our authority directly from God to preserve one thing, and that is Christ's liberty on this earth in our republic. So we enumerated three branches of government that uh, take care of our functioning day in and day out governance, and we might call those, you know, executive and legislative and That separation of powers is useful to us, and our framers understood all that, but that's what our government's supposed to be doing, judiciary, you know, those three branches. So we've got five branches of government, and right now, we've got three branches of government that are in total... uh, Total chaos. Yeah, and they're in total uh, abdication, total abrogation of their enumerated uh, authorities.
0: They've abdicated their responsibilities for self-interest in a lot of cases. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And just as uh, as uh, uh, Deacon was talking about a moment ago, uh, it's it is self and that's what Washington told us in his farewell address to people in the United States. Beware of interest, and he mm-hmm. said beware of the party because it's a flame that instead of warming may consume. And that's where we are right now. As as you had mentioned, uh, Charlie, we've got yeah. Democrats and Republicans. They're they're a uniparty. It's the same mammon system. It's it, a mammon centric system now. And it so- is. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well,
1: uh, the one thing I wanted to to add to that, all those points are excellent. If you'll note what's going on right now, um, you know, for for us, we think back into the '70s and '80s, and we think, okay, decent lifestyle, solid structure to what's going on. But really, there's just been steady decay, and. When you look at what's going on with the Supreme Court today, they're deciding some really super big key issues. And what is the chit chat on the on the Democratic left at the moment? And it is packing the court. Look, yeah. culturally, it's sad, isn't it? Uh, yeah,
2: to, to totally lock down that third branch of the, the new branch. Yeah. And they game. want to add
1: four seats to switch it. And the thing is, I don't think we understand number one how dangerous that would be uh, number 2 it's not going to serve the purpose that they think it's violating, and i don't care if it's democrat led or, or republican led it won't matter
0: it's violating the telos the purpose of the government absolutely in that role. right and so i want to throw this over to the chair of theology because we have a lot of verses in the in the show map that we're going to get to but when you have promised to repay someone X amount of money via an IOU, a dollar bill, and you print more of that dollar bill, what does God say about unjust weights and measures?
3: Well, it's an abomination. That's, I mean, but you have to understand something when you over promise. Diverse weights and diverse measures, both of them are like abomination to the Lord. Charlie just. Proverbs. Yes, and um, but you you're overpromising, and you're overpromising to get votes. That's that's where we are.
1: You're buying, and that's exactly you, that's you're what you're buying. You're, you're your buying votes.
3: the votes, and we have a value system, not just we're talking about the dollar, but we're talking about uh, the values of personal values, family values, um, American values have changed.
0: I'm sorry, I hadn't introduced you yet, Miss Nikki. Miss Nikki just sat down. How are you this
1: morning? <laughs> I'm
3: good. <laughs> it's
0: good to have you. It's
3: good to be here. <laughs>
1: so, but you know, right along with that, that balance, uh, John Arthur, a false balance is not good. You know, both it, of those verses come out of Proverbs 20.
0: Absolutely. And we're gonna we're gonna dig in deep, capstone this off. But let's deal with some some basic math here. The chair of economics, and I'm, again, I'm warming the chair of philosophy here. On, on this side ballpark and napkin math the average American yearly income is around 67 grand 67 grand times 330 million Americans uh it's it's more Americans than that and it's actually more that more money than that but it's 22 trillion dollars in 2020 the GDP was roughly 20 trillion dollars plus so we're, we're in the right ballpark here they've stolen over two trillion dollars from Americans in this year alone just devaluing the money that you you had coming to you as part of your your gross domestic product i.e. what you were producing so if they stole 2 trillion what's that in 10 years that's 20 trillion right and they were looking to do and, another 1.9 and they and so we're we're at 4.5 trillion dollars in aid, spent in aid right authorized in other words they've authorized themselves to print 4.5 trillion more IOUs. And that's a lot of devaluing. It's a lot of de- that, that's a lot of top That's, that's one-fifth
2: in a year, huh? On we a GDP just, basis.
0: Yes, that's one-fifth of our GDP in a year. Think about that for a moment. Your car that you bought last year, they sucked. It doesn't exactly work this way, but you can think of it this way. They sucked 10% of the value out of the money that you were going to buy a car or, or the house that you were going to buy or that you have bought. They suck 10% of the value out of our economy. It, it, it's not directly correlated per se, but it's close. For for those of you who are really wonkish and you understand economics better than me, you're right, I agree, it's not directly correlated. But let's talk about cash value. If you have a salary of $3,000 a year, or $3,000 a month rather, and a $36,000 a year salary, you're on the lower end. They stole... $3,600 out of your pocket, and they gave you some checks. And by the way, the, 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 the next year's $36,000 is also going to be worth less. And the next 10 years, right. 20 years, is going to be worth less.
2: And, and the other thing that's happened in the meantime is many people have paid an even far more devastating uh, price for this uh, faux policy, this anti American policy. Because what they've done is they've uh, driven people out of their homes.
0: They've wrecked businesses.
2: Yeah. So that that diminishing uh, on a fiat currency basis of that as much as one-fifth this year alone, as you say. Mm -hmm. How much money has been in trillions of dollars uh, been effectively uh, transferred in real estate property? people who can't pay their mortgages anymore.
0: And they're being, so this is not a thing I want to go down too far in this one podcast, because we can spend a whole podcast on this. They're actively buying up houses and real estate so that they will create a permanent renter's economy.
2: Yeah. Sweeping it all up. Well,
0: and and, 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 and I'm fine with that, by the way, I'm fine with private companies doing that, but guess what? These aren't private companies. These are private companies that are getting bailed out when they topple.
2: Mm. That is no longer it's a, a vast, private company. That's how you work the racket, isn't it?
0: That is it, no longer it's a, a private huge company,
2: gangster racket.
0: And, and, and that's what they're doing. You, you look at Pfizer and Moderna, and again, not, not to continue to, to rail on one particular group, but they're making 200 billion last time I checked, and it's probably much more now on the vaccine. By the way, they're also selling lots of uh, myocarditis uh, medicine right. and a bunch of other things that, they're, mm-hmm. that, that their vaccines that they are induced. affecting. And, and yeah. so you, you, you look at the, at the corruption and it just, it's
1: it astounding. Becomes
2: systemic. It becomes systemic.
0: But you, John Arthur, if
1: you take a look at, at the inf- back on the inflation thing here, when people are working day to day, it used to be that you worked into the, the May or I'm sorry, the April timeframe to be free of the tax man. You're working well into May now. So the goal that that some have set out in terms of Marxism, socialism, whatever you want to, whatever you want to give its moniker, that that indicates that that is happening. Culturally, you have to understand: is that really where you want to go? Is that how you want to live? Do you want to be in a situation where you keep only 10 to 20% of your income or do you want to be responsible for 80% of your income and the tax man gets very little well, and I use did. that term very loosely
0: and we we can discuss taxes I'm I'm actually a proponent of tariffs for for the majority if not the here, com- here. entirety uh, because that that is how our country was founded if you if something is a god-given right can man tax it there you go. Do you have a right to earn a living? And, and
1: I'm not advocating taxes one way or the other. All I'm doing is I'm indicating that the switch from capitalism to socialism is is clearly been way. triggered.
0: Because right now we're paying anywhere between 50 and 80% taxes and hidden taxes. And then you add inflation and it, it's really looking ugly. But, uh, and, and again, just IRS, for those of you listening, I own a small business I pay my taxes corporations pay taxes because they're a fiction they don't have rights the way humans do humans though you don't have a right to tax their income but so it it, this is just a fun fun diversion but it's not a diversion you look at where some of this money's going 200 billion to just just the jab itself just the jab itself Um, how how do we get to this point where we have some of this, this this inbred nature in our in our government. Well, if uh, if you can get that story queued up for the uh, uh, highest paid uh, individual in the uh, uh, United States government, uh, Mr. Charlie, I'll read this from him. This is uh, Dr. Tony Fauci uh, in an email. And again, links in the description. You can find the full story at Provokedoreason.com. But... Uh, this is uh, Tony Fauci coming back with, or, or excuse me, this is someone talking to Tony. Uh, see link here. This proposal from three fringe epidemiologists who met uh, with the secretary seems to be getting a lot of attention and even a co-signature from a Nobel Prize winner, Mike uh, Levitt at Stanford. There needs to be a quick and devastating published takedown of its premises. I don't see anything like that on its way it is underway. Tony Fauci uh, coming back. uh, uh Excuse, yes, uh, I'm passing in below a piece from WIRE that debunks this theory. He's going Basically, they're going through trying to debunk herd immunity. They're getting ahead of these other epidemiologists, which, again, that might seem fine if special interests weren't at play and you know, if it weren't the truth. <laughs> what I find about that, and, and
1: this is where we have to be careful as Christians. In my mind, okay, dude good luck with that that's not going to happen because there's too many scientists
0: out there well no they they did they actively tried to discredit they smeared those three epidemiologists who were who were actually coming out and saying wait a minute wait a minute this herd immunity is a good thing and and now we're seeing this uh omicron variant that is going to provide herd immunity we should all be doing a happy dance but moving around the room I I want to start off with the chair of theology. When there's a watchman on the wall, and he's crying out that there's a problem, something that's going to affect and attack the people, and someone silences that watchman. We talked about this in Ezekiel thirty-three. I believe it's thirty-three six. What's the uh, uh, what's God's take on that? When someone silences a a, a watchman on the wall crying out.
3: Well. You kind of stunned me right there for a minute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Apologize.
3: Um, let me just, uh, my mom had a really good saying. You can hide truth for a little bit of time, but truth will always raise its ugly head. So Beautiful always head. Head. Right. embrace truth. It's so ugly for the you evil can one. silence the watchman for a little bit, but God will always bring forth truth. The deceiver only has a short period of time and he can do a lot of damage. And that's what Satan is. He is a deceiver, but it's only short lived. And one thing that we have in America is we've had this freedom of speech and we've had the freedom to speak. And now people are starting to be silenced and it's, it's alarming and it's alarming people who have supported Democrats for a lot of time, for a long time. They're even becoming alarmed and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not saying all of them, but there are there are some that are coming forward and saying, wait.
2: I didn't sign up for that.
1: That's yeah. right. That's and right. that's
0: exactly what they're saying.
1: So yeah.
3: it's only, you can silence it and you can do a lot of damage, but only for a short period of time.
0: So that's a beautiful tee up for the chair culture. She just teed it up very, very well. I, this is what I was thinking. She couldn't have put it up better. When we divide culturally over scientific or moral issues and we make it a culture war battle oh boy you yeah, know that's in the wheelhouse for God what is so let's 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 kind of break this down a little bit we've we've turned this mask versus no mask jab versus no jab it's become a cultural battle but where should this be being fought should it be being fought in the culture or maybe higher up in say philosophy or theology
1: well that's where it's going to go that's ultimately where it's going to end up that's why when you when you look at where we're at today people think that some of this is man against man this is not man against man you are being deceived this is a spiritual battle that is where it is going to end up you are going to make a ch- uh, a choice and by the way let me tell you where that spiritual battle the the front line is it's not out on the streets of America; it's in the pews of the churches, in the homes. In well. the homes is that—that's where the battle is. That's what's going to happen. This is all going to get turned, and it's—it's it's not just dividing this country;
0: it's dividing the church. And isn't that a sign of a sick church? A- yes. Absolutely. Yes
3: you If you remember, and I know you're John Arthur too young, but the rest of us will remember politics used to pay attention to what the evangelist community wanted they didn't want to offend the evangelist community, the church community if that was a long time ago
0: if you read if you go to provoke dot com and read our article, everything is a religious issue uh you'll you'll see that everything used to be. A moral issue and yes. the in poli- the politics was how do we achieve that parity or that or or uh, how do we rectify it? How do we get those two sides to come together and meet in a moral argument? But culturally, and and this is where I would one I would disagree with you on on one I would caveat what you said, Mister Charlie. Yep. I would say that it's going to slide out of culture into politics and be regulated via politics, whereas it should have been dealt with in the spiritual, and that's where we lose the spiritual battle. And,
1: and I, I would agree with that statement. I, I would agree with because,
0: that. Be, and, and I know, I, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a not to put too fine of a point of, of it uh, on here, but when we lose the theological and philosophical battle, it goes to a cultural battle, and cultural battles usually get resolved where in. <laughs> politics yeah so let's slide over to the chair politics when the government is allowed to write its own check or let me rephrase this when individuals who are acting criminally are allowed to write their own check what happens and and how do we as Americans how are we supposed to react and respond to that do, do we have a set of laws in place or a set of ordinances or even just a philosophy that's put forth for this nation on how we're supposed to respond.
2: Okay. yeah. We are, in fact, uh, compelled. We are gifted the authority by God to become, in effect, the greater magistrate. Mm-hmm. People talk about the doctor of the lesser magistrate thinking, well, uh, if the government's not working, well, then we small people have to go up and fix that. Well, no, no. Uh, we are gifted in the image of God a greater authority, the original authority. And we 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 referenced that in ordaining and establishing our Constitution. And remember, uh, Thomas Jefferson and his fellows in Congress there on the 4th of July in 1776 said, we're doing this under natural law of nature's God. We have the authority as the people to reach down and correct these items. And that's what we have to do in this moment. This is a moment for the people to correct. And should the Lord tarry, you know, if we do that uh, under Christian authority, and I do believe there's revival brewing in this country right yes. now. I would agree with that. Because when, uh, when people suffer under tyranny, which in effect is what it's become, they groan. Mm-hmm. And then they turn their faces to God, as we read about in... Uh, Uh, second Chronicles 7 14 and humble themselves and and seek the face of God and in supplication God will hear their prayer and heal their land and that's what's that's what's about to become fulsome in our Republic right now and if it happens here in the United States in America in this constitutional Republic that will commence to be that shining beacon of light once again on the surface of the earth and that radiance will uh, illuminate the entire planet every nation so liberty will rise and i actually believe that we're in a liberty phase rising here at the moment but not
1: just in america right i think across the world exactly
3: and can i address what speak to what he's talking about is i would completely agree with you what we have handed down and i've said this many times john arthur has heard me what we've handed down to this younger generation with all these things that we're embracing as normal activity broken homes sexual immorality and we're introducing it to children at a very young age extremely young it's it's, it's corrupting it's Satan trying to corrupt their moral values but you're also raising a generation that has no hope they have no peace they have no point of reference for right or for wrong and that is the generation that will embrace the gospel and, and revival, I do believe, will come.
2: I agree. And I see the young people, uh, you know, a uh, pastor uh, in our church there uh, in Ohio, uh, he goes to the March for Life every year in D.C. And these last couple of years, there's been 2 million. Well, before 2020, there was 2 million people showing up. And la- in 2019, uh, he figured that at least 75 to 80% of them were age 25 and below. Whoa. Whoa.
3: Well, I've wow. heard that abortion—the yeah. majority of Americans do not believe in abortion any longer. Yeah. That it, is not that it's, it's the majority, off.
0: right? Well, what you're seeing, excuse me, what you're seeing is you're seeing the actual understanding of science come to fruition. Mm-hmm. People are starting to see. Wait a minute, this this curtain has been taken off. Maybe the I, I forget who it was who, who said it, but they 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 said uh, often the scientist will take a long, wearied, and traveled route. And uh when they get to the mountaintop, they'll see the philosophers and theologians have been sitting there for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so that, that that pairs well over over to the the two remaining chairs. You gotta remember what is the government's purpose? It's to protect the people. And that and that and that, that goes across the board. That's yeah. not just their physical mortal bodies, but also the income, their ability to feed themselves. Yeah. And what we're seeing right now. Is a government that is spending like crazy, and it's it, it's leeching out of your pocket. For those of you who think that it is okay for the government to take some of your money and give it to the poor, there's a problem with that. They're taking it from the poor too, and they're not even paying it back. One one point five trillion dollars is roughly what what what's been doled out in payment protection, uh, uh, you know, checks and in unemployment you know 800 billion here 600 billion there and it, it, it might be more by the time this is published i don't know but 4.5 trillion dollars spent let's just give them the benefit of the doubt and say they spent 2 trillion well that's what they robbed mm-hmm. in one year mm-hmm. from one year of income not 10 not your 60 years from now if you're if you're a young person you're going to be making an income for a while one year and the, and that money's gone by the way that value is gone. It's not coming back unless unless someone has the unless there's the radical change, the cojones to go in and say, "Wait a minute, Social Security is going to be insolvent any day now." Uh, all these, all these, and, and we can talk about the the lack of need for so- social safety nets. I don't think we have I was going to say
1: if you eliminated half the so- social safety nets. You're dramatically changing the trajectory.
0: Well, here's the, and here's the fun thing. What it, well, it really eats me, and, and this just proves how corrupt the, the Republican. Trajectory. Yes. Yeah. This is how corrupt the Republican establishment is. When we had, when the Republicans had the House, the Senate, and the presidency, uh, Rand Paul, you know, love him or hate him, as a you know, he's a libertarian. Uh, fine, his one his one cent policy or one cent proposal would have would have rectified everything. That's just taking 1% of all of the spending and saving it. Because when you have a good economy, you can pay back your debts. Yeah. But those are debts. Well, those those are IOUs floating around. China has those. Korea has those.
2: uh, We won't have time for it today, uh, John Arthur. But uh, folks, uh, there is a mechanism for taxation that is effectively the tariff that you described. Consumption tax, basically. Yep. And we actually ran this thing in the nineties, ninety four, ninety five, up into yep. Capitol Hill, uh, and we we dubbed it the one percent solution. Basically, at that time, long story short is there was enough money rolling around in the system on a transaction basis every year that if you just if you just draw draw off one percent of that, that would have covered the federal budget and all fifty state budgets combined. And the people would have had all their wealth remaining to them. And what do they do with that? They create more wealth.
0: More mm-hmm. wealth to tax on that consumption-based tariff and, and tax. Then,
2: then you only need a quarter percent
0: Yes, but that's, over time.
2: Well, and, mm-hmm. and by the way, then you've got this whole rising tide that we touched on a moment ago around the world. It, it, it's just amazing. what When you take that drag break of taxation off the economy and let people create their wealth, it is that's 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 the moment we need to get that's true liberty
0: and that's you know? the and, and, and that's the real issue like we said in the last in the previous podcast is it easier to own slaves or to tax those whom are making money as free will agents the problem is the problem is is that they're really cramming down on the ladder to go back towards the former, former. in the form of social com- communalization of the ownership it's not just socialization we've been in socialization of of the means of production for a long time in public private partnerships again uh we need to do a, a podcast on on uh public pr- public private partnerships in prisons and all these yes. other and all these other really ugly ugly things that we've generated uh but whenever you have a public private partnership uh the devil is not far behind i'm sorry but if I could interject one
1: thing here, John Arthur, uh, and I want to say this for especially all the young people that are listening. One of the best things that you could do is educate yourself on how our monetary system works. It, it, I'm, I'm and amazed. how it's not functioning. It, yeah. It, I'm amazed at the number of young people that we have that don't know who their leaders are. They couldn't tell you who the Speaker of the House is. They couldn't tell you who the VP is. They couldn't tell you who the Secretary of State is. They couldn't tell you who's who's on the Supreme Court. They couldn't tell you their own governor. They couldn't tell you. Young people, listen, you have to take responsibility for the world that you're moving into. You cannot just go haphazardly without really being responsible, understanding these things and being a part of it. It does take work. It does take a little bit of digging and everything. It doesn't have to consume your life. We're not trying to 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 rain on your parade or anything, but you have to be responsible with it. And I would encourage you to really look into what causes inflation. What is it that does that? What is what kind of policies show you that that's that's going to get better or get
0: worse? Primary cause: government is stealing value out of your wallet, your bank account, and a your lot car, of people don't house. understand
1: even right now how the the Build Back Better bill would effectively just send it like a missile into the the outer tube. space.
0: Yeah, it's going
1: to well, send you this have the you
3: have a whole generation that has had everything given to them. They don't understand when you're talking to them about take responsibility. What does that mean? What does take responsibility mean? What does what does the economy and what affects the economy, they don't know that, and they don't care. They have everything they need. I think
1: there's some that do. I I, th- I think there's some that do.
3: They well, just I'm don't gonna, necessarily
1: know how to... Oh, no, I agree. I, I think there's some, though, that just don't know how to go about digging and looking because they haven't really been taught. They're not being taught in school. Mm-hmm. They are absolutely not being taught in school, and mom and dad... God bless them. If they're having enough time at home just to find out how the day at school went, that's where we got to repair watch, things. Yeah, watch where your teachers are. We're two are. or three
2: generations into this thing now. Yes. yes. This we are. Prepar- this prepared trajectory. Yep. But yeah. the good news is, yes. people people every 50 years, uh, there was a, a wonderful man in San Antonio now. He passed on in 2012. His name was Jacques Barzon. He wrote a book called uh, from dawn to decadence 500 years of western cultural life. Mm. And what I drew out of that 900-page uh, amazing uh, you know uh, encyclopedic uh, treatment of everything that had happened in that period from the renaissance on to his publication there in the year 2000. He died at the age of uh, uh, 104 in 2012 wow. having been a story I mean he was just a he was a a titan in, in the bell arts, if you will, for 40 years at Columbia and Cambridge and so forth, when it actually meant something to be a professor there yeah. at that time, you know. But he this was his capstone work after writing about 40 books, From Dawn to Decadence, 500 Years of Western Cultural Life. Man, and i want got to check key, that out. Oh, yeah. And one of the key things he pulled out of all that experience is every 50 years, people react to what happened in the previous half century. And it's a natural thing when you think about it because... You get to be about age 20, you've got a little bit of education perhaps, you're watching to see what your parents have done. You say, I like this, I don't like that, I'm going to do it this way. And so then for 50 years, you've formed your worldview and you live that way. Well, in 50, 60 years now, the cultural Marxists have had their sway in our institutions, in academia, et cetera. And, and it's not a
0: conspiracy. They've openly said what they intended to do in the fifties. They said totally they were going to take God out of the schools. They were going to put humanism into place. They were going to run, and they were going right. to make sure that it was godless in fifty years. Keep going.
2: And people are, and the young people are now responding and saying, "You know what? I'm not so much liking that anymore." Yeah. yeah. And they've got you know, uh, young people like never before have this thing at the end of their hand called their smart device, their phone, whatever. They've literally got all the knowledge of the world at their fingertips like never before. All we need do, I believe, is reconnect them with the godly Uh, principle of a limited government constitutional Mm. republic under the God of the Bible and they'll fully understand Christ's liberty that is gifted to them and we will have a revival in this country that will just spiral into a a century of American prosperity
0: it's good stuff and so it comes down to where it always should have been as you said Mr. Charlie where the battle should have been fought is in the theological realms backed with a good philosophy which then creates your culture your politics and your economics—we're so failing in the church. So let's lo- let's look at this because that's it, and, and that right there is the next statement. That's it right there. What does the church think about welfare and about government spending as a large body? I want to. I, I, what does the church generally say? It, 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 it's okay from the from the chair of culture. I'm going to tell you what they're saying.
1: Go ahead government, do it. Because it's merciful, because it's
0: kind. And it I don't have to worry about it. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, Mrs. Pomeroy. Yes. <laughs> Miss Nikki, I want you I want you to do this. I want okay, I want you to I want you to cut that up. Tear it a new one theologically.
3: If you don't work, you don't eat.
0: Let's read some of those some of those scripture verses as well. What is what does the Bible say about uh, say Ezekiel 45 9 through 10. Can someone get that for me? Yeah, let me get that just a moment. Sorry guys. I'm a little behind I'll go ahead and grab that if you can go so, up, Mike Ezekiel 45 45 9 through 10. Got it. You got it. Yep. Let's do it
3: Thus saith the Lord God let it suffice you O princes of Israel remove violence and spoil and execute judgment and justice Take away your extractions from my people saith the Lord God you shall have just balances and a just ephod and a mm. ephah and a just bath.
1: So those were. I want to make that correction because an ephod is something yeah, that yeah, is yes, worn. It is very different. Very different. <laughs> sorry.
0: <laughs> so and and, and Micah six ten. I'll go ahead and run this one real quick for the sake of time. Is there yet a man in the wicked house along with the treasures of wickedness and a short measure that is cursed? Can I justify wicked scales and a bag of deceptive weights? For the rich men of the city are full of violence her residents speak lies and their tongue is deceitful in their mouth so also i will make you sick striking you down desolating you because of your sins you will not eat but you will uh, you will eat but you will not be satisfied and your vileness will be in your midst you will try to remove for safekeeping but you will not preserve anything and what you do preserve i will give to the sword Man, does that sound like that's written today?
1: I, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, the the thing that goes through my mind is the children of Israel walking in the wilderness. Gather up every day, every day, enough for that day. But on the weekend, when we get toward the weekend, you're going to gather up for two days.
3: So, but you
1: screw this up,
0: and I'm going to rot it all away. So let's let's ask the question again. What is... I mean, we need to be careful because Micah six ten was written to a specific people in a specific time, and, and I don't want to take it out of context. But it does lay down an interesting foundation. Most of these people, the liberal church, where do they reside? In the countryside or in the cities? The cities. What does God say about taking away the money from the poor for the rich?
3: Well, you can't rob the poor. I mean, a just way is to do righteous unto the poor. To, do, to be fair. To be fair. Um, because
0: who's most affected by that sort of thing?
3: The poor. The poor. But remember, we're not, we want to give as a hand up to get them on the right track. Not to continually give to keep them down. That's That's a hand, when you continually give like a welfare system, there's no motivation to get out of out of their situation. It's an
0: abusive relationship in bondage. And it's
3: prolonged and it becomes generational.
0: The government. Generational
3: over generational. So you're not doing anybody any favors by your welfare system. But I do believe that you should give a person a helping hand when needed. But it's a temporary thing and it's only to get them set on on their own two feet to get going on their own.
0: Fair and delineated. What does the Bible say about unjust measures, though? Because this unjust measure of printing more money who does that does that actually give anything to the poor well
3: the abomination it's wrong i mean that's just technically what it is because that's who it's going to affect but let me ask you from the seat of politics isn't that the plan i keep hmm. you poor and and then i'll keep your vote let's
0: let yeah let, we're, we're, we're 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 going there we're going Ouch. there we're going Ouch. there but but we're heading down the stream onto the chair of culture and i then i, I it's going to we're we're, we're teeing you up chair of politics so, <laughs> so so Chair of Culture. I'm not
2: sure I'm worthy of being chair.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> well, who is worthy but the lamb. Um, <laughs> moving over hey, to the Chair of Culture. Yeah. What kind of culture does this create when we take away, when you, it, I would say it's dehumanizing to take away the value of what you've worked for. You've given someone an IOU and you systemically and programmatically, if you will, take it out of their hand. You're taking the value back out. Does that create a culture of slaves? Oh, absolutely. And I I will, you're using the word
1: devalue, which I think is a a pretty good word. You're, you're creating, um, I'm not, boy, I want to say the word robots, um, that 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 are mindless. I mean, I'll give you an example back when I was growing up and this, this happened. I came from Western New York. New York state was a very liberal state even back then, you know, back in the, in the seventies, we had a, a neighbor that was down the road about a mile, perfectly capable of working would not seven, eight people living in the house. They're collecting welfare like crazy. My uncle, who owned his own excavating business? Offered him a job. Offered him a job. He refused to take it.
2: It becomes spiritual bondage.
1: Yeah, it, it really Amen. is. Amen. That is exactly what it is. Was mentioned,
2: and I... uh, corrupting their very soul. Yeah. yeah.
3: And and the thing it was because the money was good money, but oh,
2: for the job. For the mm-hmm. job,
3: it was good money, but he was so. Caught up in that welfare system.
2: Yeah. He couldn't yes. see his way out. He couldn't
3: see his way out.
0: It's a yeah. given and this is something that will well, be given to me in exchange for, you know, hey, I keep voting him into power. Absolutely. Which which is the tee up well. over here. So I, I see you have some thoughts as what we were just saying. <laughs> but also but also let's 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 just build on this. Politically, what the same party that held slaves, the same intellectually consistent group and they have been uh they they lost the 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 battle in the 60s so they decided to switch and turn rebrand into cultural marxism instead of marxism and slave ownership
2: i mean this whole that whole conversation is a three-hour conversation but to (laughs) to sum that one up folks uh what john arthur has touched on is is just so huge in fact i might even say let's put a star on that one just this little moment right here folks think about this now when you talk about a republic, by definition, that is a uh, separation of powers. It is a dilute, it makes it almost impossible to have tyranny. And by the way, we're seeing our republic bend and not breaking right now because we've got 23 jurisdictions around the country where courts have actually said, no, you're not going to do the mandate. So we literally continue to hang by our fingernails onto this republic. And I believe the framers understood this. It was the. Uh, the diffusion of powers, so that you really can't grab it all, you know, gather it all up and quickly assemble it yeah. into tyranny. So we're having that moment of grace right now in that design, which is directly again from our Creator. But what is a demo a democracy? That's majority Mob rule. rule. And so 51% realize that all they got to do is vote for somebody to put something in the Mm -hmm. palm of their hand at upstate New York. Then pretty soon, 60% say so. Then 75%, and eighty percent then there's only 20% of the people producing anything. Pretty much, there's nothing on the shelf. And that's Russia. That's Venezuela. And that's where you get to. So that whole democracy idea, that is right from the pit of hell. And it's communism. And by the way, that communism comes right out of Proverbs 1. That's the first description of communism from uh, King Solomon. He said, my son, if they say to you, uh, uh, come with us, we will lay in wait for blood and we will all be of one purse. Mm. Do not let your feet tread in their path for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. That's Mm. exactly what we're seeing right now. We sure are. That's what these bankers want to do. And when we say bankers, folks, we're talking about Anglo bankers. And they've been doing it for three centuries now. Longer and they than never... that,
0: if you want to, if you want to go trailer all the way back to the Roman.
2: A- absolutely, but, but in our pre- present context, yeah. correct. And so, literally, this republic has never, ever gotten out from under the onslaught of these bankers, even before the revolution to the present moment. That's who we're fighting in this thing, and it is. Lit- and I like to keep it simple for myself sometimes to kind of mm-hmm. keep focused. So I go to Matthew six twenty four. Jesus said, You cannot serve God and mammon. It's going mm-hmm. to be one or the other. And yeah. when you serve God, there is such abundance that comes out of that.
0: It's almost like the creator That's of the universe the liberty, didn't make stupid rules. Spiritual and physical rules. liberty. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like the creator of the universe didn't make stupid rules. He, God, God, he knew what he was doing. He knew yeah. what he was
2: doing and he didn't waste ink. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. But when you start to go to mammon, then all these kind of weird themes and things. Like you're saying, the the little fiat trick of basically the folks that are poor and can't afford to have it come out of the back but it's coming out anyway. They're getting taxed because if you put four million slices of the pie together, that's one thing. If you put four trillion slices of the pie, you can barely even negotiate those yeah. those little slices. You, you probably can't even taste it when you eat it. Yeah. There's nothing there.
0: And they're slowly, that's slowly, slowly eroding. They're eroding it. And the thing is, is they're treating it, they're stealing from it like it's a zero sum game, but it's not. Ooh. But it's not. They're telling you that it's paid for. Yes. They're they're they're. they're <laughs> I mean, they're, how they're ridiculous And that. you
2: paid for it, and you never knew. Mm-hmm. They're
0: stealing. They're stealing it as though economics is a zero sum game. Yep. They're stealing it from you, thinking that there's there's no way that we can just release. The economy release people to go and make money and then tax the tax tariff or whatever in such a way that it is encouraging growth encouraging economics and you can do that that's how our country was founded that's how we grew and then you you look at it philosophically what's the purpose of government what's the purpose of money it's the purpose of money is to maintain wealth it's to hold that iou because you have wealth that you have generated the government's job is to protect that when we print more and more and more money you want to talk about these bible verses you you look at what god says it god does not look kindly at those in the city stealing from those in the further jurisdictions by the way we're stealing from those in the city, city too just yeah. so don't be fooled yeah
2: Send anybody who's got dollars in their back pocket
0: Sin is exactly any value that you have. Sin always, always promises you something good. By the way, the appetite for sin is not a bad appetite. The sin is the, is the issue. When you, when you desire something that is not evil necessarily, but the way that you're going about it, the way that you're fulfilling it, sin is a fulfillment of a good appetite through wicked means. And the desire to provide charity, the desire to pay for those who are suffering from COVID. By the way, not the topic on COVID, but you know, you could open up pretty easily with this Om- Omicron variant and go right back to a normal life with the Omicron variant effectively having taken no one in death. Uh, they're struggling to keep it in the news. But then that raises the question, why are they doing it? Two hundred billion dollars to Pfizer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fauci making you know you never pulled that out. Okay, can, can I, you get that I've got it here, and I want to nail this.
1: Well, do. and, and it's behavior
2: ma- modification as well, though. That's the key thing. This uh, whole this whole exercise is behavior modification yes. to yes, get is. us greased onto the skids of the tyranny, yes. the one we're, world thing that the bankers are trying to consummate.
0: We're headed for the great reset, but let's deal with a with, with a pawn. Fauci is just a pawn. But how much is he getting paid to be the pet pawn? Well,
1: he's enjoying being the pawn. Let me tell you. I know. Uh, He is absolutely enjoying it. So listen to this. This is out of Forbes. This is a financial publication. Uh, In a January article published at Forbes, our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com found that Dr. Anthony Fauci was a highest paid, highest paid federal employee earning $417,608. That was in 2019. Why would he lie?
2: Why would he lie?
1: Dr. Fauci is still the top paid federal employee, earning $434,312 in 2020. Apparently, what he was saying was valued. And that's that's what the federal government did to reward him. Fauci is the director of the National Institutes of Health's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and current chief medical advisor to the president. He out-earned The U.S. president who gets $400,000 a year, four star generals in the military who get $282,000 a year
0: and roughly 4.3 million other federal employees. So, well, but now let's 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 break this down for just a moment because there's there's a direction I want to go here. My uncle Jim said it very well one time. He told his son, son, is it better to own something or control something? Is it better to own something or control something? Wh- which which would you which would you say is is gives you the most power, or is the most benefit? Control controlling it. So some people say, well, it's only a four hundred fifty thousand dollars salary, give or take. No, 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 no. It's more than that. And you look at the interest that he has with all of these other companies. He's controlling five trillion dollars, and he has a lot more control. And again. You don't have to directly pay Fauci so it shows up. He can be shuttled for the rest of his life to corporate office, corporate housing, corporate private aircraft. He doesn't have to be a trillionaire to live like one. That's right. And that's the same for every DC bureaucrat who pulls sway. If you don't understand how it works in DC, there are a lot of people there who are living billionaire lifestyles and they are getting paid normal wages because they're living underneath the books. Yeah. You want to know why people do this? But let's go a step further. I, 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 I we're, we're coming up on our time here. we got about five minutes left. But I know you wanted to throw something about the Great Reset in there, Deacon.
2: Well, I might just say this. Uh, the thing that, uh, that uh, you inspire me to hear, John Arthur, at the moment is uh, this whole racket that's set up in our government right now, uh, it is, I believe there's five or six control sectors in our society. Intellectual property is controlled by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Mm-hmm. The company that administers that has been doing it for a decade, and that's a British company, Circo, which used to be RCA. They've issued four million patents. If you've got a British company that, by the way, has tens of billions of dollars of contracts in the federal government, they run air traffic control towers, like 60 air traffic control centers. A British company, intellectual property is controlled. The elections have been controlled. We saw that with Smartmatic and Dominion voting systems. Dominion out of Canada, the Dominion of Canada, which is part of the Commonwealth of the English Crown, uh, those companies were set up to control our elections. Smartmatic software was sold to 16 or 17 jurisdictions, the usual suspects on the states in this country. So you've got the the elections controlled, you've got the intellectual property controlled, the federal legislature is bought and paid for, as you said, both sides of the aisle, Mm -hmm. it's a uniparty, there is no aisle, okay? So then you've got the executive branch controlled and we've got plenty of evidence to demonstrate (laughs) that. Then you've got the media controlled, bought and paid for to sing the narrative of the one world order, globalist thing like they've chanted over that. And by the way, I drove across the country, folks, in 35 days in March and April of last year, and I interviewed dozens of people, and how many said that they knew somebody who had died of coronavirus? Dozens of them, over 100 of them, just randomly, when I stopped to get a tank of gas, or whatever, zero. Well, that perfectly matched the data that we saw from the CDC. Even their numbers, which are totally skewed, they said at the end of the year, on the 31st of September, 351,000 dead in this country in 2020. Well, that's that's 0.01 percent of our population. By no means will that ever be a de- an epidemic. That's
0: right.
1: Same it's thing low. in the world.
2: It's uh, low. So and, the whole thing has been a control operation.
0: And we've lost people to "quote unquote" coronavirus, but it has nothing to do with the uh, uh, remdesivir, which in 10 days cause, in most patients causes full liver shutdown. And while yeah. you're on an IV, right? Where does that lit? Where does that water go?
2: Into your body, into cabin. your lungs, yeah. yeah, and
0: that's where we have collapsed lungs a lot. Five hundred thousand, six hundred thousand are dying from things like remdesivir. They give you steroids that actually inhibit liver function. And again, the, it, 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 it's not that we're 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 not telling saying that medical professionals are evil. We're saying how the question with the conspiracy is, is how big does the they have to be. If the NIH is giving out the instructions and saying you're going to lose your you're going to lose your license, you're going to be jailed if you don't prescribe remdesivir and these sets of anti inflammatories that also are directly related to liver malfunction, that is a very small they, that is a very small they, that is less than a dozen people that have to be in on it, so to speak. Well, and and, and so and, and what does this do? This is sending us towards Revelation times. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's, that's where it's really going. I, w- I want to go around the room just to wrap it up because we're coming up on our time here. Miss Nikki, you look like you have something you want to say. You, do you want to cap off the day well, R- I was from the chair of theology?
3: Oh. So I, I, I did want to leave on this one verse about the love of money is the root of all evil, but it's loving money.
0: Yet, Avarice.
3: When you go into biblical principles and you talk about the, the servants that had talents and those that invested their talents. So money is not evil. It's what you do with money. And I believe biblically, and I believe it's biblically sound, that you can be prosperous and have money without it being your idol. And I think that's God's intention. I think God wants you to take your talents, and He wants you to invest them, and He wants you to prosper.
2: The fullness of your liberty.
3: Absolutely. And, And so... Money is not the problem. It's how you handle money. And if we could educate starting at a very young age, um, and I'm, I'm just going to throw this in here. I have a 26-year-old son that we taught. I mean, I have four sons, but I'm going to use him for an example. Is when he started making money, I taught him the three S's that was taught to me. You share, you save, you spend. You share with the Lord, you save some of it, you spend the rest. He's 26 years old. He just spent seven weeks out of work. He did not get paid. He does not hurt because he did not get paid because he used those principles. And he just got married in May. But he didn't have to worry about paying his bills. He had the money to do that because he did those three principles.
0: Mm -hmm. And you find those principles in the Bible. Again, it's almost like the creator of the universe didn't make stupid rules. It's almost like those 613 laws in the Pentateuch Were love, whether they be medical laws, uh, laws of uh, construction of your governance, or moral imperatives, God doesn't make stupid laws. Mm -hmm. Moving over to the right, chair of culture, wrapping up for the day, when the government is printing money like mad. What does that do to our culture, and how should Christians combat this? It destroys
1: it eventually. What we've got to do is we've got to do what's right. We've got to hold people accountable. We've got to get people in office that really will adhere to the right ways of God. When we do that, we can see change. By the way, we're not without hope. Second Chronicles 714 is still part of the word. As long as it's there, we're okay, and we need to adhere to that as Christians. We need to adhere to that and we will do a lot better. So. Hold them accountable. Hold people accountable. Do the next right thing. Not
0: a cancel culture, but a culture of accountability. Very good. Moving over to the political chair. When the government has abdicated its responsibility or actually gone in direct contradiction to its responsibility, what is the Christian's response and what are some steps moving forward?
2: Our our response is to preserve our spiritual and physical liberty on this earth and ever will be as children of God created in His image. And so we need, must then uh, make corrections there. As Charlie talked about, you can do that in an elective cycle. You may do that in a constitutional enforcement uh, remedy Mm -hmm. under 18 U.S.C., which are criminal statutes, and under 42 U.S.C. Now, every one of the public officials that has participated in this global election management fraud of 2020, which is what it was, and the concomitant uh, election infection and the jab after everyone that has participated substantively in that and there will be hundreds of thousands of them, they will be subject to 42 USC civil damages. I believe that there is a moment here where God, if we humble ourselves under Chronicles yep. and return on ourselves to God and seek his, uh, you know, turn, yep, yeah. and and pray in supplication, he will hear our prayer and that wealth will be returned to the people. Because that's what that civil damages mechanism is set up for. Why? Because 18 U.S.C. and 42 U.S.C., these civil liberty statutes, are laws of the United States in pursuance of the Constitution per Article 6. Demanding restitution.
0: What's that? Demanding restitution from the individuals who took it.
2: And that is our mechanism. And those laws are always superior and never junior or subordinate to any other rule, regulation, custom, usage, mandate, or edict. That is our authority, and we need must operate.
0: Yep. If we will start to look at what God has provided, the thing is, Christians and conservatives, we like to curse the darkness. We like to be that man in the Simpsons yelling at the you know, at the sky, right? <sighs> we have remedies, but guess what? It takes work. Smithers yes. release yes. the hounds. <laughs> it takes work. It takes work. And if we will just go out and do the work, we can demand restitution from individuals who have lined their pockets. Yep. It's each one. I'll we'll have to take each one of them. But guess what?
2: Oh, by the way, uh, uh, sorry, not to interrupt your train of thought, John Arthur, but there is one thing I wanted to mention that was uh, in those five or six control sectors, the senior executive service is the other one that has infected the uh, the executive branch of the government. There's literally 10,000 of those folks. And by the way, uh, Charlie, just parenthetically, some of those folks own, uh, they earn over a million bucks a year. It's incredible. So that whole Forbes thing, by the way, those Forbes folks, I've looked at them pretty hard. They're cultural Marxists that are inhabiting those editorial chairs. Mm -hmm. A a lot of them. A
1: lot of them.
0: But anyway,
2: I I just mentioned that. I didn't want to let that go. Very, very good. Very
0: good. So make sure that we're holding people accountable philosophically. Just look at what the reasoning is behind any given thing. Why is the government giving you free money? It's not free. It's coming out of your house, out of your paycheck, out of your... They're devaluing what's in your pocket, and they're devaluing you. So from the chair of philosophy and economics, we'll say that there. Mr. Deacon, how can people get you?
2: Oh, uh, well, um, folks, if you're interested in further, you know, wanderings, uh, it can be at uh, uh, PatriotsSoapbox.com on Thursdays at uh, 10 a.m. Central. Uh, a couple hours and you can chat and uh, you know, offer your uh, thoughts and I hope to uh, perhaps, uh, you know, continue these uh, conversations perhaps with all yep. of our chairs here uh, sometimes, even on the Patriot soapbox, if you would like, That'd be great. Be um, but but I digress is the name of the digressions there. On <laughs> the Deacon at
0: But I digress. Thank you all so much. Hope you have a wonderful day. If you, uh, think we missed an argument go ahead and put it in the comment section down at provoked to reason.com you can find the article there put a uh, argument that we missed tell us from which chair you're arguing as always if you like this like comment share subscribe we have hundreds of five star reviews on the itunes thank you thank you thank you thank we you. are god bless we're barking up at sixteen thousand uh, uh downloads for the podcast yeah. thank you all so much we pray and hope that this is a blessing and if you if you didn't like it Well, I'm so sorry. I hope you have a blessed day. Love you so much. Goodbye.
3: Bye-bye.
0: All right. If you're still here, if you're still here, you are the true listeners. You're the fans, or we put you to sleep. So (laughs) let's go around the room. Let's go around the room. You know, I think Fauci is actually going to be a great scapegoat. I think if there's ever a reckoning... Ooh. I think I Fauci think so. and, and I think it's coming, by the way. I think is gonna get thrown under the bus and yes. he's gonna he's gonna end up getting everything taken from him and spend two or three years in prison and then be let out like later on a plea deal, going around the room. What do you guys think? Do you think do you think Fauci's ever gonna get something for this?
3: I don't know if he'll ever go to prison, but I think he will become this 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 scapegoat.
0: I think he's I,
3: I think he's I on the way. I think he will. Yes.
1: I'm I don't see him going to prison uh unless it just absolutely has to happen to make things continue it is all about the control
0: and he is he is going to effectively hand the baton over see i think he is a mixture between a low-lying official and the useful idiot in the communist throwover. but uh moving on over
2: well i will say this john arthur that he certainly has been the Judas goat literally leading the sheep to the shearing Mm -hmm. even unto their very lives wow
0: i think he's going down it may not be a hard fall though. I think he's gonna get a really nasty slap and then he's gonna get a, a a good life after unless there's some sort of huge reckoning and revival. I think Fauci is gonna get a minor slap on the nose, uh, maybe a couple of years of prison time, maybe, it depends on who throws him under the bus. Interesting tell, thought. Tell us what you guys think down in the comments down below at provoked to reason.com underneath the article. Provoked Link in the description. Love y'all so much. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.
2: God bless. Thank you.